Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Adam Comer, executive producer of The Forgotten Pandemic and the CEO of S2L Recovery. Adam, it's an honor to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I watched the movie last night and, and really enjoyed it. And I think that it's, number one, it's extremely well done. You know, how, how did you decide to, to make something like this and, and what all went into that? Oh goodness! Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. that's a very, uh, very high compliment. Um, it, it actually came from a calling. Uh, had no, no one myself and no one here ever had any intention on in making a film or a documentary. Uh, but around last year, uh, when the when the um, COVID nineteen pandemic really started happening, we saw kind of an influx in documentaries, and, and America really started to engage, like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and Tiger King and uh, Social Dilemma. And we, I was in the process of, okay, hey, it's time for us to make a new uh, kind of a three-minute promotional video, uh, you know, like you would see on someone's website. Ours is a little outdated. So I contacted a buddy of mine who's a very talented videographer um, and just kind of started that meeting. And then I don't know. One night I felt the Lord saying, Hey, this, this is bigger than S2L. Um, and then kind of just, we just felt like we were supposed to make a documentary. And if I knew what I knew now, what I knew that, or if I knew now what then I, I probably would have been a little more hesitant to do this. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a lot, it was a calling, but our yes was on the table and God blessed us to have amazing opportunities, uh, to get some, some people in it that have a platform that have a voice like Zach Williams, um, and casting crowns, Mark Hall and some, um, some predominant pastors and politicians and things like that. So goodness, it was a, it was a journey. It took about a year and a few months to make, I think over a hundred hours of content filmed thousand over a thousand miles. We traveled probably 380 hours in post-production, um, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot, but we we're, we believe in it, and God's really um, just we just released it last month, and and God's really showing us some fruit in that. Well, that's exciting, and you know what I've found in my own personal life is when the Lord calls us to do something. Number one, you know His Word says obedience is greater than sacrifice. But number two, uh, the things that He's calling us to may not be what we had in mind, but they're always greater than anything we could have ever hoped, dream, or imagined, and that's in His Word as well. So uh, mm. I know that it probably wasn't easy, but you know, the, the fruit from that labor is going to have to be beneficial because it was the Lord leading you into it. So I'm excited to see where it goes and and who it reaches because the, the opioid epidemic is so, it's so rampant. And there was prior to COVID, there was starting to be an increased focus from the white house on down and people really understanding that that this is something that is killing loved ones of all walks of life, you know. And and now, obviously, the the focus has been taken off of it because, you know, we've got this virus and, um, you know, all of these other issues that uh, that we need to deal with. But you know, what what does that look like for you? You've been dealing with uh, this opioid crisis for a long time. Tell me the things that you've seen personally and and why you you choose to continue in this fight. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's a, that's a really good point. You mentioned as a, that's kind of how we got the title of the film, the forgotten pandemic is because we believe it, it took a, a, a back seat and some of the things that we've seen. And then the most recent data that just came out uh, from 2020 was a 30% jump in overdose deaths that went from around 70,000 to 93,000 overdose deaths. And I, and I honestly just being in the space, I think that number's probably low. Uh, not probably. I think that number's really low, uh, just because of the nature of it, with death certificates and the nature of of you know not wanting to make that public and how that happens. And uh, I, I think it's quite a bit low. But that's just drug overdose deaths. That doesn't even include alcohol related deaths or um, you know suicides by overdose and things like that. And so. Yeah, we're, we're, we've, we've seen a lot in just the last year. Um, but in the last decade that I've been serving in this kind of, um, ministry, uh, that we call it trench warfare ministry. Uh, but I've seen it just rising and rising. There's no, there's no plateauing, there's no decrease. And, and we think that's because of the methodology that's being fed out there to the world, the, the secular methodology of, treating it as a brain disease of addiction that you cannot, that cannot be cured. And that once you're an addict or an alcoholic, you're always that. And man, that's not what the word of God says. The Bible says that who the son sets free is free. Indeed. It says that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. It says that I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. The Bible calls us saints. If you're in Christ and why would we say anything different? Yes, I agree 100%. And, you know, I, I think that the sad part about it is, uh, when all of this started last March, I was absolutely vehemently opposed and still am um, to lockdowns and isolation and social distancing and all of this stuff. And because I recognize how the devil works, I know that the devil operates in isolation. I know that he wants people to be stuck with a screen and and really not being able to look people in the eye and not be able to understand that, that somebody's not out to get them, that they love one another and that they're for one another and that relationships absolutely matter in this life. And, you know, you go back to any aspect of the natural, if you've got a pack and they're sticking together, then it's a lot harder for those groups to be attacked. But when that one gets isolated, that's the one that that the enemy pounces on. You know, that's who the the predator, you know, really focuses on. That's the prey. And so the more people have been forced to isolate, the more people have been forced to stay away from loved ones, the more they've coped with that pain, that isolation, that the anxiety, the fear, the depression, all of those things. Alcohol and drugs is a extreme coping mechanism for for deep rooted pain. That's and right. the more you cannot talk to people, you know, you, you can have a Zoom meeting, but there's a lot of things that you cannot see via Zoom. If you've got a small group and they're meeting via Zoom, it's a lot harder for somebody to open up. It's a lot easier for them to hide behind screens or phones. And so um I recognize that the virus is real. I've had, you know, friends that have passed away from it. I know far more people that have recovered from it, but I also know a lot of people that battle addiction. I know people that have overcome addiction. I know people who've lost loved ones to addiction. And so I know that this has been real long before this thing has ever started and it will be around 
like you said, even worse after this is all over because of the things that the media and the government have done to force people into this environment that is unhealthy to begin with. And then when you're you know, working from home, you, you can start drinking really early if you're a functioning alcoholic. If you don't have to drive, you don't have to worry about being on the road. It's a lot easier to, to start. To, and hey, guess what? Nobody can smell your breath. It doesn't matter. So uh, I think that it's extremely shameful, the things that have taken place by uh, the government and the media in this situation. They have caused more harm and they have helped people, particularly the people that that you're seeing coming through S2L. Uh, so from that standpoint, I mean, what are some of the stories that that you've run into over the past year and a half in dealing with these situations? Yeah. And, and I mean, I think if, if the focus is on deaths and preservation of life, I mean, this stat could be old. I, I haven't checked it for a few months, but I mean, the number one cause of death for people under 50 is drug overdose. If that's your concern, if your concern is preservation of life, why are we not looking at this? Uh, and about the stories, yeah, I think the isolation, the suicide rate went off the roof, overdoses went out off the roof, and I, I mean, that definitely policies and things like that um, affect that. But but honestly, the the forgotten pandemic. Um, I think God called us to do that for many reasons to show hope uh, for people who are struggling that there is hope to to overcome this. But also, I, I don't want to let the capital C church off the hook. Historically, when I study, one of the things that I really love st- studying in college is church history. And, and historically, the church has always been the one, like the documentary said, to march into the storm. And fundamentally, pastors, church people, believers understand that addiction is a spiritual issue. And we can't keep relinquishing our authority to the secular world for a spiritual issue. Or you're going to get what we got progressively getting worse and worse and worse and people dying and uh, just in chains and bondage to this thing. And gosh, I mean, you ask me what stories that I've heard, but I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's not getting better. Uh, and if you want specific stories of what I've heard through going through lockdown and things like that, it's just devastation. It's not, um, it's intensified the devastation that's already been there when people are exchanging the glory of God and his promises and fellowship with, with other Imago Dei image bearers, uh, you're going to get devastation. You can't exchange the glory of God and his promises for cheap substitutes. That's idolatry. And it always will end badly. Always. Yes, I agree. And, and I do think that it is, um, to me, it's extremely sad that the church has not risen to the occasion because we know that light shines brighter in the darkness. We've got the eternal hope of Jesus Christ living on the inside of us. And Matthew 10, 8 tells us to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy. I mean, this falls under that mandate that Jesus gave his disciples. And so if we've got yeah, the ability well, to help set people free, that's what we're called to do. That's that's who the body of Christ is, is called to be. Yeah. And, and we've got the ability to do that. Yeah, we're called to be light, but we're also called to be salt, which is a preservative and and a preservative for a decaying world, for a decaying situation. And, and what better time than now? Now is the time. Now is a moment, unlike any moment, I think, that at least in this country that we've ever seen with all of the division, with the progressively just getting worse and worse, um, turning to things. And it doesn't even have to be a chemical dependence. I mean, pornography um, work, people idolizing their children, but 
people turning to things that they're never meant to turn to and making the creation above their creator and worshiping those things. And it's, it's going to end badly. And so, yeah, this is a wake up call, you know, wake up. Oh, sleeper, the word of God says, and and I love the church, the the church. There's nothing, man, God's used the church in a major way in my life, but I think people are scared. And, and I understand that uh, scared is in not like, Oh, you're scared, but scared that, Hey, if I say the wrong thing in this field and this ministry to this sin, to this idolatry, if I say the wrong thing, then people can die. And I mean, that's true, but they're dying. People are dying. Silence is deadly. We just had 93,000 people, which I, again, I said is a low number die. So when you don't say anything, they're dying, you know? And so I really encourage people to stay, even if you've never battled an addiction or, or, or our chemical dependence, know that you have authority. Now, you might not be the one that disciples them personally, but you could lead them to someone that can. You can disciple them in some aspect, right? God, when Jesus was given the Sermon on the Mount, he didn't separate them by their sin. Hey, uh, thieves, you sit over here, and then liars right here in the middle, and then adulterers, I want you over here, and old drunkard, you guys sit over here. I have different messages for you. No, he had one message, and he proclaimed his word, his truth. And I think that that is exciting that, that, you know, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. So it doesn't matter where somebody's been. It doesn't matter what they've been through. It doesn't matter the bad decisions that they've made. And, you know, I'm one of those people who's made very bad decisions Throughout my lifetime, if it were not for grace, God's grace and love, I would not be able to step foot in a church. And I'm thankful that in the movie, you didn't use a lot of people that that are squeaky clean saying we're we're trying to help these people because we know that that this is a situation that we've heard this blah blah. Some of them are saying, "Hey, I was there. I was caught up in this, and now I found a better life." A lot of them. They're sharing personal testimony of the freedom that they found through Jesus Christ, that they've been able to not only get free, but stay free. And now they're helping other people get freed as well. That's extremely important because, you know, the church is uh, an amazing body. But at the same time, when we have pastors that are unwilling to talk about their past mistakes and they've got to be squeaky clean, all buttoned up, and they never relate to the people from the standpoint of, hey, I've been in your shoes I know that there's a better way. I think that that's a message that you know people need to hear. They they need to know that that there is that grace, there is that love, but we're also going to speak truth that you know God loves you so much, but he loves you so much that he's not going to let you stay where you are. There's too much at stake. And you mentioned the the verse about uh awake o sleeper. You know it says that he'll come in like a thief in the night, but that's for those that are asleep. If we're awake and we're following him, we're going to be ready. And so we've got to be ready. The darker these days get, the more these issues that we're talking about today are going to become more rampant. And the more we've got to be that that the hands and feet of Jesus to help lead people to freedom, because these are people that we love. These are people that are our next door neighbor. They are uh, our coworkers. They are people that, you know, you're passing in the grocery store. I mean, this isn't some distant, faraway situation. Uh, on this show, we've had multiple people, uh, Mike Bailey, whose daughter died of a fentanyl overdose. 
you know, started the Ashland Bailey Foundation. Kirk Driscoll, who overcame alcohol addiction, started Vision Warriors over in Atlanta. I mean, there are people that have been negatively affected by this stuff, but they're choosing to do something about it. That's who you captured in this film. And I think that that's what makes it powerful is, is it's not just theoretical stuff. This is testimony and testimony means do it again. So if God's done it once, he can do it again. And that's what's really exciting and powerful about what you guys have captured. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. What is your goal with this video? How are you getting it out to people? And uh, what what are you trying to accomplish? Obviously, awareness, but uh, what does that look like? To equip the the Capital C Church to be hope for people struggling. Um, you know, I, I, I do agree with you. I think it's interesting. We have a, a bunch of pastors, but we have doctors and uh, psychiatrists and politicians and musicians. But two of the pastors um, that pastor, you know, fairly large churches now, uh, very large churches, actually, they both went through addiction. Like you said, one of the pastors, his brother passed away from a fentanyl overdose. Another one of the pastors adopted, uh, his two oldest kids because the mother was going. So it's all tying in and it's almost like all aspects and it's opened up some doors. So some of the, one of the things that we didn't see coming, um, was what now? So here's, here's the truth church and people here's the truth here's hope but what now and have you heard of uh right now media i have so it's a it's a big church resource and i mean i think like four million people or use it as resources for like bible studies and small groups and things like that and they got wind of the documentary and they asked us to make uh, a video series that goes along with our curriculum that we use at our facility for churches to start recovery, uh, recovery ministries or small group series. And so we did that and that's on their site now. And and that's a big deal too, because we're talking about pastors and praise God for the pastor that doesn't have that testimony. Like I, when I see someone upset that they don't have some crazy testimony of, you know, like a lot of the people we, I do and, and, and that we serve, man, that's amazing. But praise God for that. But I understand when they're, they think, Hey, I'm doing everything I can. I, I got, I got a 12 step meeting uh, on Wednesdays at my church and, um, they don't know better. And, and, and I always tell them, or I try to, Hey, you know, if you knew what was being said in that meeting, you probably wouldn't allow it at your church. Uh, there's some that you would and that are great, but I don't have the resources to find which ones are good and which ones are teaching things antithetical to the word of God. Like, Hey, I'm John and I'm alcoholic. And hey, if you if you uh, just surrender to this God of your own understanding and as part of one of the steps and the Bible clearly says, lean not on your own understanding. That's the reason you're in that room in the first place. 
And so we have this amazing door that opened with the film that now we have a curriculum that we can help churches start recovery ministries that are trying to move away from the 12 steps and the AAs and the NAs. And we've seen some success with that. Just the other last week, uh, we went and, and showed the film at Celebrate Recovery, a pretty big one in East Tennessee. Uh, there's a few hundred people there. And I got I drove down just because I was on the panel with uh, Glenn Jacobs, who's the mayor of Knox County. Um, he was also in the film. Uh, he, I don't know if you caught this, but you know, that's former WWE superstar Kane, right? As the, is the I county mayor. He's the county mayor in Knox County. He looks like a big dude. So he's huge. I wonder if he was a huge. professional football player or what. Uh, he was, yeah, he was a, uh, WWE superstar. I mean, big wow. deal. And I mean, he's actually a really good mayor in the film. He says it's a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the way home, driving home after talking, I got a message that three people surrendered their life to Christ after watching the film. And that's one of those moments you're just, you know, cause we just, we just getting kind of started and having some people talk about it. But when I saw that message come through, I was like, golly, that is, thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to see fruit. Cause some ministry, sometimes you don't get to see fruit. You're called to obedience. Like you said, uh, and sometimes you don't get to see the fruit. That's not, it's for you just to plant. But to hear that and to see the impact that that had, that was an amazing thing for me. And that meant so much. Oh, that's the ultimate goal is to to reach as many people while we are here and bring them into the body of Christ. So that is amazing. Uh, you know, sometimes we are just throwing out seed and we don't know where it's going to land. But it's it's always rewarding when you do get to see some fruit right away. So I yeah. know that that had to be exciting. Yeah. So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, when you are you know, reaching out to these people and uh, you're, you're sharing this message, the pastors that they think that AA is, you know, because that's all they've known or, you know, any other 12 step program. You know, I just, I remember years ago, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I just radically got transformed in 2016 myself. And I think it was either later on that year or it was earlier in the next year. Uh, But I was talking to a buddy and, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, no, you're a former alcoholic. He was like, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm always going to be an alcoholic. I'm like, no, that is bondage. You know, you're snared by the words of your mouth. You've got the ability to speak life or death. And so the things that you're partnering with that are coming out of your mouth, you know, you are giving the devil legal rights. If you were declaring that over yourself, you know, you've got to break those chains. And now, thankfully, you know, he no longer says that. But but I agree with you that the people that are are saying that over and over, you know, if we know that, that that's what scripture says, and if we know that we are created in God's image and we are a new creation once we are surrendered to the Lord, then, you know, what what are the pastors? Are they receiving that? Are they, oh, are they understanding it when you explain it? Oh, amazing feedback from not only pastors, but church leaders and small group, you know, pastors and, and small group leaders. It's like, yeah, that's... <laughs> I've always thought that. Why has no one ever said that? And so it's like this big movement that we've 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 probably sent. I don't know. We just started uh, a website that has the workbooks and the videos, and people can go to. Uh, it is up on uh, right now media now, um, and it's been it's been a very big. Every week, I probably have two or three churches calling to see if we can train um, train their their leaders on how to do this group, how to have this ministry, and it has been almost like a breath of fresh air. Uh, for a lot of people. And, and that's been cool feedback because we felt that. 
Um, but there's still some, you know, if you've, you've been some of the room, what we're saying right now is from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. And we really believe this nation needs to be uh, involved in revival. And we also think, gosh, God shows us in his word that he doesn't use the cookie cutter people all the time. Everyone, most of the heroes, if not all of the heroes of our faith, the Bible's clear to show us they're jacked up. They got some past. And so there's some old timers, as you've heard, you know, and I, I remember I used to go and speak at every county in Tennessee or, or almost. And um, it was it was state run, a faith based initiative. So faith based can mean anything. But when it was my turn to speak, you know, I'm, I'm going to say the truth, not to harm people, but to illuminate. Right. Be the light. And I remember one time just saying what we've said just on this um, this talk and a guy came up to me. He was older uh, and just, hey, you know, Adam, I just, you know, I'm a deacon at my church. Uh, I've been going forever and I've been an alcoholic for 30 years. I just want you to know that the reason that we say that in the meetings is the same reason that, you know, the Bible says that I'm a sinner saved by grace. We just kind of say we're an, we're an alcoholic. Da, da, da. And I just looked at him and with love and not not trying to and I'm not this has been many years or a few years ago. But I just looked at him and said, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that you're a saint. Why are you saying something different? And I mean, like you were talking, it's psychology 101. If you tell a little girl she's going to be ugly her whole life, she's going to think she's ugly. So he stopped. And I mean, you could just tell the wheels were turning in his mind. And, and he was he was like, okay, you know, okay, okay. And then he, uh, I'll, I'll think about that and walked away. He didn't really have much to say there. But you can't, you can't. Uh, I don't want to get us in too much trouble. I don't know how much I don't know how much trouble you want to get in on this talk, but I could I could I could as much as you want to. And it's not it's not to be controversial, but it's like I'm tired of of I've been doing this for a decade, and it's just now, like I'm saying, it's almost like there is an awakening. But for a decade, we are looked at as secondary in this process. We're secondary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to the yeah, do the faith based thing. But hey, let's make sure that we're we're telling you what your what your problem is and we're going to and how to fix it and let's make sure we medicate you and let's make sure we do this and let's make sure you do that and then you can go over there to chapel for a little while to faith based and man it's like it's getting it's it's only getting worse when when the world and when the secular world's allowed to say that this is secondary uh, any study will tell you any study will tell you that faith based recovery is drastically more successful than non-faith-based recovery. All right. So Jesus never treated demons. He never tolerated demons. He cast out demons and he told us to do the same thing. And, you know, I think that one of the biggest issues that, that people in the body, you know, number one, they've, they've gone to get fed at church. They haven't been self-feeders. You know, most people in the body of Christ do not know what the word of God says. They don't read the word for themselves. And even if they read the word, they don't study the word. You know, so for me, when, you know, I made a decision, I encountered a living God. It was a supernatural experience. But then I started reading the word every single day around the same time. Could have been coincidence or it could be that God started illuminating things as I started to pursue him more. So I, I do think that that is extremely important that people know what the word of God says about them, that they are seated in heavenly places, that they are called, that they are loved, they are favored, they are anointed, they are blessed. 
And, and from that standpoint, you know, when you know what God says about you and you walk in that, you know, it doesn't matter what the world says about you. You know, if, if you walk in the just the, the things of the Lord and, and you marinate on those things and you really spend time with him every single day, you know, you're, you're still going to get punched in the mouth. You're still going to have challenges. You're still going to have trials. But we're con- to consider our trials pure joy. And we know that trials uh, allow us to have perseverance. And we know that our trials don't make us victims. They, they make us victors. We're overcomers because of Christ. I think that that is extremely important. And, you know, so as you are continuing to go out and and share this message of hope with people, you know, I just believe that you're going to continue to uh, help the, the captives be set free. I do think that there is a strong awareness of people who have dealt with these things that that clearly the, the other methods have not worked. And when you continue to show the statistics like you share in the movie, you've got statistics that back up the scientific data that faith based recovery is going to it has been more effective. It continues to be more effective and it's going to be more effective than anything else because we've got Jesus. They don't. So I think that that's really exciting that that you're going to continue to see great results. So in learning more about this film and more about S2L, how can people do that? Yeah. So if you want to watch the documentary, uh, theforgottenpandemic.com, bless to even have that URL, especially in the in the season that we just came out of, but the forgotten pandemic.com uh, our resources are at S the number two L.net. Uh, and then our recovery facility, it's an all male facility uh, is S two L recovery.org uh, residential inpatient. And, and I just want to be clear. I try to say this and every time I speak, just because I don't want to mix messages, everything that I've said is absolutely true. And that is the forefront of what we teach. We literally teach our curriculum called lost and found recovery in Christ. And it's straight from second Peter chapter one, verse three through 11. The Bible says that you can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires. And that word desire means something to you and me different than someone who's never struggled with chemical dependence or addiction. And the Bible just said that we can escape those things. And then it lists these areas of sanctification. And that's where we focus the curriculum. But I, I add to that, that God also gave us doctors, right? He gave us nurses. He gave us clinicians. We have all of those at our program and the different, and we're state licensed and we have a joint commission accreditation. For the longest time, we were just a nonprofit, not state licensed, because I thought if we get licensed, we can't talk about Jesus anymore. And then along with this calling to make the documentary was, hey, we, this has to go out. We have to be able to get licensed and do these things so we can accept insurance and broaden the amount of people that can come. And the trick is, is you hire doctors, you hire clinicians, you hire nurses that have the same view of addiction as you and have a biblical worldview, right? And that's key because there are some serious things. If if you don't get medical attention coming off of some of these drugs or alcohol, it could be extremely dangerous and life-threatening. So I'm not saying, hey, go to the sweat box, and you know, sing kumbaya. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm definitely saying God's sovereign over everything, and in its proper context, we as believers are called to use those things and join together as as the body and use those things to push back the darkness. Amen. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, that's good. 
Yeah, thank you. And we also, I mean, I want you to come. We have a podcast. It's called uh, Life After Addiction. I'd love for you to be on it. We just launched it on YouTube. Um, we have one episode. We have like 55 episodes of just audio, but um, that's at S2L Studio on YouTube. But um, that's daily resources for guys, whether they've come to our program or not. Uh, you need encouragement. You need um, daily and weekly stuff. Please go there and hear the truth. Hear true Christ-centered recovery resources not just talking about faith-based that could be in any. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the biggest takeaway from all this is, is number one, there is hope available for you. If you are struggling right now, there are yeah. resources available for you. If you're struggling right now, there is a place that is filled with the Holy spirit and, and God's sovereign power that can help you. If you're struggling with these issues that we're talking about today, S2L is available for you if you need help. So, you know, from that standpoint that to me, the biggest issue is, is, you know, recognizing that, that you've got an issue. And when, once you become aware of a problem, then you've got a choice, either do something about it or continue to partner with the problem. You know, so we hope that this has encouraged you today. And if it has, we hope that you will continue to follow this podcast, share this podcast, definitely let somebody that, that you may suspect is struggling or you know is struggling, share it with them because people need hope. They need encouragement. They need to recognize they don't have to continue doing the same things that they've always been doing and expecting different results because that's the definition of insanity. So we just, um, you know, we hope that this has encouraged you and that's the whole goal of this message. So Adam, I've really enjoyed having you here today. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Good, fruitful, God-glorifying, kingdom-building conversation, man. I love it. I love it. Yes. We're not going to be censored, and we're going we're gonna to push back. We're going to be salt. I love it. That's right. That's right. So thank you guys for listening, and we hope that you'll join us again in two weeks. Uh, you can follow us, Living Life on Purpose, on Facebook, and Living Life on Purpose Always on Instagram. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you soon.